Hi, and welcome to More Human, More Resources, the HR podcast for entrepreneurs. I'm Vicki Brown, your host and CEO of Vidominale Enterprises. As a serial entrepreneur, I understand that having the right expert help has been critical to my success. That's why I'm dedicated to telling you, in plain language, what's going on in the world of HR that might impact your business and what you need to do about it with real actionable tips to help you master that list of must-dos and grow your leadership muscle. First things first, the information contained in this podcast is provided for general purposes only and is not to be considered legal advice. Your decision to adopt or not adopt any practice or procedure mentioned in this podcast is solely yours and we bear no responsibility for the outcome. We urge you to always consult legal counsel and other appropriate licensed professionals. And with that, let's get into the show. You're listening to Season 2, Episode 19. So today we're going to talk about remote teams. Now, a lot of CEOs are drawn to remote workers because they see big benefits, less overhead costs, a wider pool of talent to choose from, happier, less stressed team members. Employees tend to stay with the company longer and are generally more satisfied. No doubt, these are great outcomes. However, it's also important to remember, managing remote workers takes attention, skill, and innovation. So take a moment to really consider how a distributed team will impact your business. Working remotely isn't the right solution for every business, environment, or job. There are six main areas to focus on when you're considering remote employees. The role, compliance, performance, engagement, collaboration, and communication. So, number one, the role. You have to ask yourself, can the work be done effectively off-site? Does this job support someone in the organization that needs face-to-face contact or support? If the job requires physical contact with the goods you provide or involves a public presence, well, naturally, they aren't the right jobs to consider going virtual. But what about jobs that involve high levels of data security or other restrictions? Keep in mind, security is much more easily controlled if the person is working on site. So how do you begin to figure out which jobs can go virtual and which should stay in-house? We'll start with the list of job duties. Now, before your eyes glaze over with the HR of it all, you don't have to do this yourself. Ask the person in the role to write out what they do. Just bullet points are fine. By the way, this will help you pull together a job description, which will be really helpful later on. Once they have a list, ask their manager, supervisor, or even a colleague to take a look and add anything they think might be missing. For instance, Julie may have completely forgotten that when the copier goes down, people come to her first for help. Then take a look at the list and start narrowing down which tasks can be done off-site, which tasks can be adapted for off-site, and which absolutely have to be done, well, in the cocoon of your office. And don't forget to be creative. Can you shift some things to another position? Are there more creative ways to get the same outcome? Does the task even need to be done at all, or is it just habit? Once you finish this simple exercise, you'll have a pretty good idea about the viability of remoting the role. Number two, compliance. 
You know, it's true. Having a remote worker means you don't have to pay for an office or parking or various other location-based expenses, but you are still responsible for providing the equipment that will be used, things like laptops, phones, software, etc. And when I say responsible, I mean you have to pay for it. You also have to carry workers' compensation coverage for the location where your team member is working. So if that's Lucy's second bedroom, your insurance policy has to extend to Lucy's house. And if Lucy is in a different state than your company or your payroll location, you may have to register as an employer in Lucy's home state so that things like unemployment insurance and disability benefits go to the right place and are available for Lucy if she needs it. One other piece of the puzzle is the fact that different states may have drastically different employment laws. You're responsible for following the laws in Lucy's state as well as your own. Number three, performance. You know, there's no such thing as set it and forget it where guiding your team is concerned, whether they're remote or not. But with remote team members, it's especially important that you are crystal clear about your expectations, about the objectives you have in mind, and what you want the person to accomplish and when. You know, it's easy to walk down the hall or pop into someone's office and give incremental course corrections along the way. But when you're dealing with a remote team member, the communication tends to be much more intentional and less incidental. Each conversation seems to mean more, to hold more weight. And all this can make a casual course correction comment, well, seem like stinging discipline. So you have to take more care with your words and the tools you use to communicate. Again, video, 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 phone, phone, phone. And make sure your conversations are frequent. The more often you talk, the more opportunity you have to coach and guide. Number four, engagement. On the engagement side, it is true that people are generally happier when they have the opportunity to work from home. But it's also true that remote workers report high levels of loneliness and isolation. So what's the fix? Well, make an extra effort to engage them in social activities. Use video chat whenever possible. Make arrangements for the full team to get together regularly. Use innovative peer-to-peer -peer based recognition programs like Zestful or Bonusly. And no, I'm not an affiliate. You know, I've seen something as simple as a daily good morning or good night note go miles to make someone feel part of the team. Remember, you as a manager have added responsibility to make sure your remote team is productive and happy. Be sure to lay out clear objectives and follow up regularly. Meet frequently, make time at the top of the meeting for small talk and never ever cancel a one-on-one. -on -one. It makes people feel ignored and incidental. Number five, collaboration. Take the time to consider time zones. Windows allows you to set up up to three different time zones on your PC. This handy visual helps make sure someone isn't required at a meeting at 5 a.m. or 8.30 p.m. Also, if you use a company master calendar, it helps cut down on, oh wait, did we forget to invite Lucy? You know, there are a ton of collaboration tools available from Slack to Microsoft Teams to Zoom and on and on. Evaluate and select the tool that makes the most sense for your business and then use it. All these applications are only as good as the info in them and the use they get. You have to bake them into your process. Number six, communication. The last, and I would argue the most important point 
communication. You know, missing nonverbal cues in everyday communication, well, that's a recipe for disaster because with lack of sufficient information, well, we humans assume malice before miscommunication. The fix? Well, set standards, such as if the chat is more than three full rounds back and forth, pick up the phone. If you have to offer a critique, pick up the phone or do a video chat. If you're going to offer praise, do a group email or chat. Remember, critique in private, praise in public. I can't tell you how important it is that both people in a conversation get as much information from one another as possible to communicate effectively. That's actually why emojis were created, to try to add some of the human inflection back into flat text messages. Without access to nonverbal cues, it's far too easy to get the message wrong. So don't rely on email or chat as your only communication. Also, be clear about your preferred communication cadence. How quickly do you expect a reply from email, chat, or a phone call? If you are expecting a response time of an hour and your team member thinks getting back in the same day is fine, well, then you're going to have a problem. Remember, if you set clear expectations, work hard to be inclusive, and make sure you have compliance ducks in a row, your remote team can help you grow your company while saving your budget. If you found this information helpful, please leave a review and tell a friend. Thanks for spending the time. Until next week, same time, same place. <laughs>